Welcome to the Teacher's Toolkit for Literacy, the free podcast for motivated teachers and school leaders who want to inspire their students and school community in literacy learning. Make sure you subscribe to the show on your favourite podcast player, and for more amazing literacy resources, check out the show notes provided with every episode. Hi, I'm Sharon, and I'm the host of a Teacher's Toolkit for Literacy. In every Toolkit episode, we bring you specific resources, tools, strategies, tips, techniques to help you in your job as a teacher of literacy. Firstly, we acknowledge and pay our respects to the Ghana people, the traditional custodians whose ancestral lands we gather on. We acknowledge the deep feelings of attachment and relationship of the Ghana people to country, and we respect and value their past, present and ongoing connection to the land and cultural beliefs. Hi everybody. And welcome everybody to another special podcast. Every Toolkit episode, we bring you resources, tools, strategies, tips, techniques to help you in your job as a teacher of literacy. Today, also numeracy. Um, I just wanted to talk a bit, Sharon, about um, this is a time, you know, Christmas time. Everyone's coming home to visit us. I know. uh, Exciting. Exciting. Yes. And a bit bit of a celebration. So talking about celebration, it's something we should do more of sometimes in our classrooms to celebrate our learning. Yes, yeah. yes without a doubt. Because we have that plenty <laughs> of opportunities for sharing, as you say, celebrating. We can do that in many ways, both within our classrooms and mm. outside of classrooms, sharing mm. beyond our classrooms. And it's almost like it's an essential part of the learning, isn't it? Like to celebrate what you've learnt. Otherwise, you know. Yeah, we well, we would all be nodding to that, wouldn't we? That when we achieve something or when we um, have discovered something, noticed something, you know, we want to share that. That's a, mm. And, of course, the sharing is part of, you know, making that transformative step from it yep. just happening into, oh, why did that happen? Let me share it. Let me work out more about what went on there, yep. more about the learning. Now, every so often on a podcast, we bring along a special guest, and uh, today is one of those days, and we've got um, a wonderful um, educator, Rob Vingerhoots. Highly experienced teacher, leader, consultant, author, and we want to make a few connections from numeracy across to literacy because it's all about the learning, isn't it, Sharon? Yes, yeah, and we've we've brought Rob on um, today specifically because we both, he and we, have um, very aligned pedagogies around learning pedagogy. You know, we believe a lot of the same things. Well, actually... Maybe all of the same things. Um, And so when we talk and think about learning, we know that that translates across all areas of the curriculum. That's not, um, you know, a domain for literacy or for numeracy, but for all our learning experiences. And we met Rob when we were uh, working in New York. Now, isn't it amazing, a profession where you get to call to go over and work in New York or another country and... Yeah. Uh, and then you meet other great professionals. Uh, what a great opportunity that was. Absolutely. So about 17 years ago now, we yeah. had this wonderful opportunity to um, experience New York professionally with Rob and as a family um, or as our two families together because at the time both of us had young children that we had uprooted 
from school in Australia through to doing some of their schooling in the New York City public school system and what an experience that was for us all. (laughs) But I can hear Rob already in the background. So And without further ado let the man come on. Okay. Bring him down. (laughs) Come on, Rob. (laughs) Uh, Good day, Sharon and Phil. Hello there. That was a good preamble. It's nearly dark here now. Yeah, well, you know, we, we know that if we'd have brought you in earlier, we'd have never got anything since. <laughs> At least we got our bit, so that was good. Did well. Did so really so well. game over. Now it's over to you. <laughs> uh, well, uh, thank you very much for the invitation to come on and do a, do a podcast uh, for Q Learning. Thank you. Much appreciated. Yes, and... We want to acknowledge too, Rob. So, Rob, you're based um, in Melbourne and your consultancy, Rob Fingerhoots. Um, do you call yourself Rob Fingerhoots Consultancy or? I chuck an educational in there just oh. so I sound smarter than I really am. So it's a Rob Binger who's educational consultancy. But look, yeah. anybody wants me to consult on anything, I'll just do it. You'll and, give you know, it a go yeah, for sure. Yes, I'll make it up and just chuck in a couple of research shows uh, every five or six minutes, and then it should be fine. And anybody who can spell Vingerhoots is really yes. doing well. You know, like. it's actually a nice little start to a lesson. I, I put my name up on the board, yeah, and. Mm. Uh, uh, and uh, I don't tell the kids what it is. Not hopefully, it's, sometimes I check with the teacher that they haven't uh, sort of announced it. But often the teacher can't pronounce it anyway. So I just put my name <laughs> up on the board, and I call for a volunteer. I said, anybody brave enough to try and say my name? And uh, always somebody will have a go, whether it's you know your fives or eights or more preps, they'll have a go. And then I give them a percentage score. So whatever they say, I go, that's great effort. Thanks very much for having a go. And I, I tell you what, that is that is sixty seven accurate um, and that's all you have to do once yeah. you said it's 67 percent the kids know the target is 100 it's, it's just an intuitive inherent thing so the next kid gets a bit closer that, uh, that is 79 percent accurate that's oh <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and occasionally somebody just nails it first go and they've never seen it before and they just nail it and it's not yeah. an easy name and uh, so it's just yeah, that's a hundred percent or I give them 99.99 and it's just uh, just a fun way you can do that uh, without having a surname that's difficult it's put up a difficult word yeah. and yes, uh, just yeah. have, let the kids have a go at it and just yeah. give them a percentage score what a just natural easy marriage of, of maths and a bit of spelling so you're fascinated about getting kids really excited about their learning uh, when you went yep. to New York uh, what sort of things did you you know did it stretch your boundaries in some ways or you know what oh, what, what, yeah. what things came out of that it was just uh, just the realization uh, there was an impression when you went over that there was a uh, uh, a nation that was very textbook driven. Um, and that's a, a generalisation. Of course, there's going to yeah. be uh, um, individuals and even schools that are different to that. But uh, mm. um, the, the generalisation wasn't far off the the real when we got there. Uh, so uh, it was, um, and it, it was soulless teaching, and and uh, because teachers are literally reading out of the textbook because the textbook would even give you an introduction what to say to the kids, yeah. um, and it was. So you, you actually saw that, uh, uh, you know, programs or books and, and working from them wasn't really um, getting the kids excited about their learning and you were trying to show the teachers um, a more hands-on way of um, getting into the learning, is that right? 
Yeah, that, that was uh, very much just engaging the kids. Uh, um, you know, we were both over there, Phil, and it was in Sharon as well. And uh, I don't know all your schools, but I know that we were ended up working in the same school together, Phil, um, which was an extremely hard act for you to follow me after I left it. <laughs> it was. I mean, uh, but, yeah. <laughs> I had to change my name to Vingerhoots. I mean, <laughs> and, and this is uh, uh, for the for everybody listening. This was in, a, in a, an area called Bushwick, and uh, it's. Uh, I think it's slowly becoming gentrified, but it's got a long way to go. It's a very, very tough area. So you've got this combination of, of tough kids uh, and uh, teachers who aren't engaging them because they're doing literally teaching maths and uh, a lot of it for literacy too out of um, out of a textbook. So you've got disengaged kids uh, who are trouble on a stick. Um, so... Uh, I think the eye-opener, what helped win the American teachers over was that they could see their kids were engaged and when they were engaged, they don't play up. I, I know it's simplistic, but it's actually true. So, what were uh, some Engaged of the, kids hmm, don't play up. What were some of the first things you did to show them a different way, you know? Um... Oh, look, I think that as, as always, uh, um, and, and I think you know uh, how I am with this, Phil and Sharon, you've seen it in action before too, is... Um, get the kids into a warm-up just straight away. I might do the name thing or whatever, but after a while they just know me, so it's, that's, that's a bit pointless. But so I just get the kids straight into a warm-up activity. This this is this is crucial. This is um, sometimes I, I, I think there's a perception that this is like a Mickey Mouse part of the lesson. It's not real. It's not it's not the important bit. I'd regard the warm-up as as crucial. Just yeah. a crucial part of the lesson. It's where you establish your momentum uh, and you're establish yourself and you establish the kids in maths and uh, you hook them in and um, and then then don't lose it but that's uh, so my thing with those kids in America and kids everywhere is is uh, uh, whether it's uh, it's it's Wyala or whether it's uh, here in Melton or wherever it is is to uh, is to get the kids in uh, to, to hook them in quickly with something that's engaging yeah mm. I think there's another thing that you um I don't know that you use the term, but you're definitely not just engaging, but you're really connecting with kids through that warm-up. You know, that there is... A relationship. Um, there's some relationship building. There is interaction within you, you know, between you. And it's not, as you say, if, if you're doing that from a scripted standpoint, you're not building those things. You're not you know, really creating personal entry points and personal relationships to be able to say, okay, this is what we're into, this is how we um, can engage with this. You've just shown them, you know, just by putting a word up there or a name up there that, okay, we can we can have fun with this, you know, with any word with, um, and we can think, you know, we can think in ways um, that aren't textbook-driven ways. We can, you know... Think creatively and in excitedly and engagingly. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's the key, Sharon. It's, and um, it's really for, because it's a warm up. You don't want to be talking too much. So whatever warm up activity I have, mm-hmm. it's it's virtually straight over to the kids. Um, and you, you're, vir- my, you're virtually saying that they're problem solvers and thinkers straight away, aren't you? That's, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah I'm, you're, you're, you know, you're upright and breathing. Well, you've got something to offer. It's, it's, it's uh, uh, I don't need to tell you everything. Let's find out what you know. Yeah. And so I use that warm up activity. 
opportunity uh, to, to just generate interest, engagement. And when I've got that, uh, I'm now in a position to um, to talk to kids, to listen to them. So the first thing I do is try and get their names. And I try and uh, uh, get every kid's name as quick as I can. So they, they just trust me. They realise uh, this guy's going to be fun. This is going to be engaging. Um, I want to listen. Uh, I, I, I want to engage with him. So um, so regularly, it's just straight into it. Um, I might do a warm-up activity like uh, tell me 10 things about, uh, which could be related to the lesson, the main part of the lesson coming up. But I might draw a... Um, uh, so with preps, I might draw a triangle up on the board or I might put a number up on the board or uh, I might just put an analogue clock up uh, next to the whiteboard and just say, okay, bring it on. What do you know about this? Nobody in the room's allowed to tell me more than one thing. Uh, what's your name? Oh, I'm Franco. Franco, what do you got? Um, oh, that, that's got three sides. Love it. They love it. And uh, so that's and, and so what's I'm saying to the kids. What do you know? It's not about what I know. I can tell you it's a triangle. It's got three sides, and it's this and that. But that then it's all about me. I want to know what you know already. And uh, I think when... part of the art of teaching. Oh, sorry, Phil. Is just it's uh, the art of teaching is trusting yourself mm. to trust your kids yes yeah yeah when we were thinking about a title for this uh podcast we um you know you've got that thing of trying to build up the momentum in a lesson um and yes. uh, we i'm really fascinated by your uh, you call it the trench of lost momentum um <laughs> where uh we're in danger of losing that momentum during a lesson and you're showing the teachers you're not only just doing that warm-up, but then let's get that lesson going so we don't lose the momentum across yeah. the lesson. Can you, mm. can you talk a bit about the trench of lost momentum? and? Oh, it's a, other, I think it's coming it's, out in Netflix as a mini-series. <laughs> you know, you know, anything with a title like Goodfellas just got to be got to be put on screen. Uh, well, I, I'd like the film rights if I could have it. <laughs> Thank you. All yours. Uh, <laughs> the, the trench of lost momentum, it's actually a... a uh, as a graphic, it's on my website, um, nice. uh, so yes. au. but you can see it there as a, as a graphic. But um, it sort of follows the lesson structure. So you've got your warm-up, winner, you've, you know, you've engaged the kids, high momentum. And where um, I, I do some observing of, as well as doing most of my time in classrooms, but where you then have a big risk, the high-risk area of losing that momentum is when you now talk too much and mm. over-explain, over-instructionalise, uh, over-tell, and uh, just, just watch your kids drop off. It's it's uh, so I try and make that warm that uh, introduction time uh, time where I, uh, I add some more key words. I might outline the task. Um, if it's a game, I might go over the rules, uh, but then I, I straight into it. And that's that once, once again, it's that trusting yourself to trust your kids. And I see real momentum losers. It's like uh, uh, teachers who give the instructions three, sometimes even four times, because they see three or four kids who are, who are looking a bit doubtful. You only have to get 50% of your kids who understood your instructions, then let them go because yes. there's now enough people in the room who can tell another kid in the room what it was or oh, there's now right. enough people that a kid can look on another kid's work and just say, oh, yeah, I see what you're doing and off they go. Um, so this aiming for 100% of your kids to understand your instructions, no wonder we lose momentum. Like if you've got 50%, 
you've got enough. Yeah. And so um, that's all I aim for. And again, off you go. Then, then um, what the key to it then is get going and around the kids. So I try to keep my war- my introduction after the warm up to uh, five to ten minutes max, depending on the activity. Sometimes I'm going in three minutes, two minutes, because it's it's a straightforward, open ended task, whatever it is. And I say get going and they just look at you they're so not used to this there's some kids are instructionally dependent already and they go well tell me what to do no no you 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 go and find out what to do if you're really stuck i'll help you out that's yeah. because uh, it's not like it's a contest so uh, I, I but i love that they ask one another and they look after one another to get started i'm roving around and I've, i spot the kid who's uh, who i know had trouble with my instructions so i go to uh, him or her and just say okay you're ready to go um uh, this is what you need to do and mm. so it's just it's so there's no loss of momentum oh, and do you really talk about that when children are going off to work independently or you know or with you know with support from the others in the room, you often talk about that being like that's your optimum teaching time yeah, because it's yeah, on, absolutely. on the spot problem solving yeah. with them right there and then mm-hmm. or, right there and then. or yep. asking the question that's going to lead them into, you know, the deeper thinking or, mm-hmm. you know, you've got – and you use that word roving, which I yes. love because you are on the, on the move – you know, yeah, through that, uh, through yep. that classroom, um, to get in there with the kids, see what they're doing as they're doing it. Yeah, and as you've got to be on on the on the move for maths is is my uh, my little saying. But uh, um, you'll have to come up with one for literacy, Sharon. I don't know. But, uh, um, but going uh, back but, a, going back a step, Rob, um, ha- yep. having them all on a problem solving activity that they can all come in at their own entry point. Um, that's key to it too, isn't it? Um, yeah, Phil, because that means that, that uh, um, when they go back to talk to one another about what it is that, that Mr. V, Rob, wanted, um, they're all doing the same task, so they can all use the same language about it yes. and the explanations all related to the same topic. So um, that's why I'm a huge fan of, of uh, open-ended problems and tasks, but even with a closed problem, I did, as long as it's engaging, uh, that the, the kids can go off and then all of a sudden you look around and because you've trusted yourself to trust them, and your instructions were just brief. It's what they needed, and yes. off they go. And next minute, you look around. Two minutes in, they're all working. And then you're roving around. You're making those uh, interactions with the kids. So straight away, you're forming relationships. Uh, I, um, every pair of my pants has got these worn out parts on the, on, on the <laughs> knees. Got always bend down next to the kids. Whether I'm working with Year Tens, whether I'm working with Preps, uh, you know, I just say, uh, "What's happening, dude?" And uh, oh, Mister V, I'm doing this. Oh, yeah, look, love what you're doing. You're on the right track. What's your name? Uh, you know, yeah, I'm Kelly. Yeah, go ahead, Cal. And so it's uh, it's just all the time, just making a relationship, moving on to the next kid. But they know that this guy's interested. He, he cares. Yes. And because um, you're, te- uh, you're teaching uh, and you're also assessing them at the same. <laughs> No. Yeah, and it is your teaching time, Phil. I, I don't mm. know how it is in SA, but uh, over here we have this thing called uh, that somebody named it explicit teaching, and nobody really <laughs> defined it properly. And, and, and or, or uh, everyone uh, defined it in particular yeah, and ways. Yeah, oh, that's me up the front telling the kids what I know. I teach yeah. them explicitly through my knowledge, and I go, oh no, no, no. <laughs> the most, the, the best explicit, the most effective explicit teaching is when you're one on one with a kid. You will never have more effective or a, uh, a teaching than, than that moment. Uh, you're able mm. to give the kids immediate feedback yeah. uh, and it's personalised. The 
best teaching you'll ever do is one-on-one. But, of course, occasionally you have to uh, – these three kids all all have the same mis- misconception or these four kids are lacking the same skill. Quick, come over here. And uh, I take a group there and then, or I might take them tomorrow, having assessed that uh, today. Yes. You know, okay, yeah. my follow-up tomorrow is to grab them. Yes. Or occasionally and I stop rem- the whole break. Yeah. Yeah. And just yeah. the kids, I know you're all having trouble with the brackets. Uh, um, mm. Listen, why don't you try this? And uh, it's a gap that nobody in the room can fill. It's back It's back to me. So mm. then I might mm. do that form of explicit teaching. But to think that explicit teaching only means you up the front transferring knowledge, which is just such a inefficient way to teach. Mm. Uh, no, no. So I, And that momentum stays up then. So I've had a great warm-up, yeah. uh, yeah. a short introduction, uh, over to you kids, do my teaching, mostly one-on-one, might have grabbed a group, might have had to stop the whole grade, uh, and then um, to kick it off. And there was talking about that celebration you said at the start of the, of the podcast about mm. So I want the kids now to to reflect on their work, and to me that's like a celebration. So um, sometimes I do a share because that's a nice way to celebrate your work. But yes, I, I think I would do three reflections to every one shares where where a kid actually needs to to um, verbalise. And I, I actually most times I get it written. What did you find out today? Yeah. What did you discover? How did you feel about maths today? Mm. And so it's uh, uh, it goes a bit deeper and. Um, I think uh, you, both of you have seen it. I use key words a lot to give kids language. Yes, I was, I, I was going to bring you back to that. Um, yeah, the key words is a yeah. fa- fantastic um, yes. tool that you use, Rob. No? Yes, maybe if we can yeah. just talk about that because you did mention it briefly. At the, um, so during the warm-up or in the introduction, you are capture, capturing very quickly um, the language that yeah. is going to support the learning. Yeah, it's crucial, crucial, yeah. Sharon. That's uh, uh, in any school that you that you're working at, whether it's the finest to the uh, to the most struggling kids. Um, they we all need that. Uh, you yeah. make an argument for uh, uh, kids that are in in high um, uh, in, in high areas of EAL or low socioeconomic areas. Language is a real issue, and it, it and, and it is with a lot of uh, a lot of Australian kids. It's not just something for kids from overseas. So. Uh, um, what I try and do from the start of the lesson, I put a space up on the board for and just la- label it keywords. And um, I might already have some up there. So it's like a learning intention. This is what we're doing today, kids. But it's in the form of words in a list. Yeah. And uh, we add to that what, that list of words as we go along. Um, and it's it's just a fantastic way. And because you've written it up as a list, you can put a symbol next to it. So um, if we were doing the word triangle before and one of the preps had a, or one of the reception kids had a said, this is a triangle. Um, so then I'd, I'd put up the word triangle and, and then I'd put a, draw a three-sided shape. And the kid then doesn't have to know what T-R-I-A-N-G-L-E says. He goes, well, it must say triangle because the dude has drawn a triangle next to that word. So that must say triangle. And maths is a richly symbolic language. So if you say equal, I bet you everybody out there just saw the two parallel lines. Or if you say multiply, you see the X. Or um, so it's a so keywords 
oh, just marvellous. Yes. High impact teaching is but, to put up keywords. But, Rob, you need space on your whiteboard, don't you? <laughs> you do need space on your whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're digging, Phil. <laughs> yeah, we won't be too neat. We won't be too neat. We won't be too explicit. But, uh, uh, yes, you, you do need to get uh, um, some of the stuff that's on your whiteboard off so you actually have uh, – because it it's supposed to be white and, it's uh, as I say, it's for whiting on. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so get a space for, and label it keywords and it's a sacrosanct area of your board now. It could almost, <laughs> almost be used for – all subject areas. Oh, really? Absolutely, yes. absolutely. I used to use it for my uh, inquiry topics if I had a lit focus yep. um, to, to put up. And kids, uh, when you get into a school and you have an influence uh, and you go into – I was at a school last year uh, in Warrnambool and the phys editor had been involved in a couple of days PD that we had and uh, he had his keywords for his free session up there. And uh, it was just it was just fantastic. The art teacher was doing it as well, so mm. the kids were getting keywords no matter what lesson they were involved in. And it's just a language, language, language. Mm. Most kids aren't held back by maths; they're they're held back by the terminology and vocab of maths. And if you can help kids with that, oh, they soak it up. Yes, you should hear a prep say commutative property like it's just so funny. It's just, <laughs> it's just, and they just love it. It's, so, uh, so, so when they write their reflection, they've got all this rich language. Yeah. That's up there on yep. the whiteboard. They can exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I support yeah. it with them. So I make the tasks. Uh, they're always brief, but they're once again they're that um, that the high sort of impact. I might give them a sentence starter that they have to finish, or you've mm. got twenty words to tell me what you found out doing maths today. No recounts. It's got to be about what you found out. And a lot of time kids go, oh, I don't know, I don't know what to write about. I go do check out the board. They go, oh. Every time, like yeah. I would say, this is about 100%. They look at the board and go, yeah, actually, I do know what to write about. <laughs> yes. Look at all the words, yeah. they're up there. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, um, but so, yes, yeah, so I, I use um, things like rocket writing when you have to get set and start as today I found out. Um, I'm still not too sure about. Next time I would. And to finish those set and starters, They've got all the keywords up there, so it's a, um, or it's fifteen words or uh, twenty words um, to tell me what you found out about maths, or um, exactly it might be the Y diagram, yeah, and it's got to be exactly twenty words, not yep. one word over, not one word less, yep. exactly yep. twenty. Um, so that, that and that that by doing that, you still maintain that taking it back to the trench of lost momentum, is that. We haven't lost any momentum. We've finished the student activity. They loved it. They enjoyed it. We're highly engaged. Yeah. And then we get straight into a, a, a very doable uh, share or reflection. The shares I do are, are, are not... Oh, they're not those heinous circle shares that just kill me. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you know... <laughs> <laughs> so Someone if it's a share, exactly, uh, it might be a gallery walk or something. That at least you're up and mobile, and they've got some direction to it. It's you know, it's there's there's some things we can do to to keep the momentum, yeah. and it's called the trencher loss momentum because we start digging the trench. So if if you've had the lesson that I've just described, it's been it's high momentum all the way through, but it's where you lose the kids is through the introduction going for five. 
10, still telling them what you know, 15, still telling them what you know, yeah. 20 minutes. And you've now dug it. The, the, you're now that deep. You can't dig yourself out by the end of the There's not enough time now to dig yourself out. And, and nobody else dug the trench. You did yeah. uh, by talking too much. So, uh, um, so, but so you, that's, you, that's the way it goes. Yeah, so in literacy, we've talked about, you know, starting off with a, um, a read aloud and then going into the independent reading and then having a share at the end. It's kind of like um, we haven't talked about this in our podcast before, but it's we do call it also another word for it is a workshop model where and you, yep. and you do the same in maths as the mo- yes. the model's the same in maths as it is in literacy that you are um, starting off uh, in a similar way. Yes, it's a similar pedagogy, isn't it? And then you've got the independent work where you're going around conferring and you're uh, assessing kids and you're teaching them on the spot, and then there's a share. Towards the end, it, it's, a, it's a great model. It's, uh, yeah. it, 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 it really does ma- maintain that momentum uh, and, and we avoid that trench, don't we, Rob? Yes, absolutely, Phil. And it's the worst for like it'd be the same in a um, I don't imagine in a music lesson. Like the kids mm. might come in, you do some sort of warm up with them on the on the percussion instruments. They have a bit of free range on on some of the instruments or directed free play. Mm. Um, now the uh, the kids now don't want to hear the music teacher talk for the next 25 minutes about mm. the, uh, you know, about the oral perspectives of the Southern Botswana and Bongo drum. You know, it's, it's you know, well, that sounds interesting. Want, yeah. they, but they are a good drum, but they, uh, they, they, they just want to go and hit those suckers and see what noise it makes. And you know, yeah. and so uh, you give the kids some direction. Okay, this is this is how you approach it. Now off you go. Yeah. yeah. And then in fact, around I'll... to the kids and just say, "No, use use your palm of your hand, if that is bongo drum style. But uh, use the palm of your hand, not your fingers or whatever it might be, mm. and uh, and you do that explicit teaching one on one. Give it a wrap up up the end, at, at the end, and you've you've sort of got to, got yourself a nice little lesson. So I think it stacks for phys ed or art or music, yeah. or literacy, yeah. numeracy. It's it's a it's a it's a workshop model um, or and, an instructional model that works very well. And that share and reflection at the end really we find in literacy and I think you do in maths uh, that it really deepens their learning and uh, solidifies their idea of what's going on and um, I regard as as crucial it's and it's probably the thing that drops off the quickest and it's and I understand because all of a sudden especially when the kids are highly engaged one the time goes that quick you you actually look up and go oh was that the bell and uh, uh, or the other thing is you don't want to interrupt your kids because they're so engaged and you know there's a great working buzz in the room we all know what that feels like and you're a bit loath to interrupt it, but one of my points is that the best time to interrupt your kids is when they're working well. Yeah. Um, the, the worst time is when they're frustrated and another two or three minutes would get them over the line. Uh, then it's a decision you have to make. But uh, no, the best time to interrupt them is, is when they're working well because now you know that the reflection is going to be pretty good because they're, they're, they're into the task. They're, they're happy to write about it. Mm-hmm. Who wants to write about something? Who wants to write about your, you know, your holiday? If you didn't go on a holiday and you were stuck inside of COVID for, uh, yeah. for three months, you know, it's in, you, you, if you're motivated, you've been engaged. Uh, and you've got the support of the key words, kids will write. They yes. will write. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And, and they're really writing something meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. That is, yeah. you know, they've been active, they've been, um, you know, in um, discovery and investigative problem-solving mode. And so now there are rich things to share. And I think when we get 
children to reflect um, in writing some of the time. Like you say, you will often get them to do that written reflection um, maybe more times than they might do an oral share. Um, But those written reflections in in their maths workbook or whatever – what a story they tell, you know, and there it is, caught for yes. a child, you know, that, yes. well, this is, look at what, look at what I've just said, look at what I've discovered, <laughs> yes. look at, like, this Look at is, the words I've used, yes. yes. Such, How smart do I sound? How smart am I? I mean, it's, it's, and uh, such rich yeah. information that if I didn't, you know, if I didn't get to every child during that time, mm. look at what's been caught for the yeah. child yeah. And, and there's the yeah. celebration Right there and it, then, whether they got to the, celebrate with somebody, somebody oh, at yes, that time yeah. or mm. whether somebody gets to see that at another time. It's a, it's a marvellous thing to, uh, as a teacher, to uh, sometimes um, I get some of the kids to read out their rocket riding or yeah. I call for volunteers, I never make them do it, but the kid's done their 20 words and say, do you want to share those 20 words? They're excellent. Mm. And the kid says, no, I said, no worries. Uh, I'll pick somebody else and... Uh, and then I collect those, the, the books at the end. And it's just as a teacher, you read through and you go, that, oh, wow, that's exactly yeah. what I wanted the kids from, mm. to get from that yes. lesson. And this kid has articulated it beautifully. And how fantastic and, for, for report writing. And oh, it's, it's, uh, there's, it's really, we, we talk a lot about how, and formative assessment, you have to get your head around it. But uh, um, when you do, um, you realise that so many things are actually formative assessment. And one of the things is just read what the kids told you. That's, you know, that's a great insight into how they went and make sure there's an opportunity for, say, for the kids to say, this is what I found out. Yes. But this is what I'm struggling with. And uh, if you set them up with the right lessons and the right uh, uh, vocab and terminology through the key words, you'll actually get great insights into the kids. Yeah. Wonderful so, insights. And, and, and so it's a good thing for you. You feel good about yourself. You walk out of that lesson going, man, I nailed that lesson today. Look at what my kids wrote. And yes, so much yeah. richer than, uh, um, I mean, we we have our standardised tests, but so much richer than that, isn't it? So you're finding yeah. um, a really uh, broad or deep uh, way of finding out what those kids know. Well, know. of course, what it's doing too is it's informing us about what we're going to do the next day. Yes. What yeah, are we going yeah. to bring to our students the next day? Where are yeah. we ready to go with that? So yeah. that, you know, we should always say, you know, when we start up with our, well, I always talk about this in literacy, you know, if we're going to bring a mini lesson to our students, we're going to tell, we're going to talk about what we're bringing to them and why it matters yes because if it yes. and, and that what we're choosing to bring to them should be based on what we discovered from them the day before, before. well we are ready to you know we can we can go further here or wow you guys are, you know have just gone to this level of this what about we explore this now so you know the the learning intention <laughs> as we know you know, can sometimes be 
a little too restrictive? Yeah, it can be an inhibiting thing. It's a, that's a, and so you write them too specific, and then you've gone either haven't got there, or if you've gone way past it. If you do it too general, well, you might as well put it up in the keywords anyway. So there's yeah. an art to doing a good learning intention, and it comes back to planning. I know some of some of people listening in might be going, well, how do I play? How do I plan my week if if I'm going to react to the lesson the day before? And uh, I think that just goes back to it's the sort of tasks that you're planning if, if you. If you've planned a, a week of, of, uh, of engaging uh, regularly open-ended tasks, then, 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 it, then it's easy to work uh, tomorrow's lesson uh, based on some assessment stuff that you picked up on the Tuesday that to yes. work Wednesday's lesson to accommodate what you've just seen the day before. So uh, Yeah, I was, going to bring uh, that, I was going to bring that up, Rob, uh, before. I can hear teachers saying, um, yeah, I'd really like to get into this way of teaching, but what are some really great open-ended tasks I can teach them? And there are some great resources out there, aren't there? I mean, you've got uh, tasks on your website, of course. But, um, yeah, no, there's uh, there's some uh, uh, there's some really good uh, resources out out there as well, fellas. You know, yeah. there's uh, there's actually uh, um, oh, look, I don't know, rattle them off on radio here, but the Rich Assessment Task Booklet. Uh, uh, Lil Burn and Sullivan's open-ended activities book. Um, there's uh, um, there's a couple. I think the the ones that I recommend are actually on my website, and oh, of course okay. a couple of my yeah. own are in yeah. there as well. And yeah. it's, uh, it goes without saying. But uh, um, so yeah. it's, uh, and really in the end, it's uh, good teachers. Well, we can you we can end up making your own up. It's uh, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, there's there's certainly resources out there where yeah. you, you can you can regularly plan for you know for four or five whatever you want, uh, open-ended activities a week. I just My main thing is yeah, I love activities that are open because I don't have to worry about the range of the yeah. boys in my room that way. Yeah. But number one, before the open-ended, it's got to be engaging. We need we have an obligation to engage our kids. So what's your secret there, Rob, um, to make it engaging? Uh, momentum. Uh, have good yeah. warm-ups that win them over. Yeah. Uh, once yeah. again, look there. There are that the there. Um, go go to the website um, or or get some good resources. But yeah. have a, have guaranteed winner warm-ups. Uh, don't talk too long in the introduction. Get the kids into the task. Cause this is your teaching time, not during the intro. Your teaching time is when you're getting amongst them. Um, and then uh, pick up your assessment information as you're going along. Observe, note who's doing what. Pick up samples. I'm a huge fan of collecting their work and and checking it out. And that gives me a, a great insight and and uh, great ideas for what to do the next day. And uh, finish off your lesson. Bring it home uh, with it with a a really good share and and particularly a really good reflection activity. And you've you've maintained your momentum. And it's uh, so uh, a, teacher, it's a happy classroom. A teacher getting into this uh, for the first time, you know, a closed type of question is like six um, six plus four is equal to ten. But just to turn that around, you just say, here's 10. How, what are all the ways that you can make 10? You know? Yeah, it's a very a, simple example of it. Sim- exactly, Phil. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's turning what was, uh, uh, what is 7 plus 5? Okay, I've only got one answer. Uh, how many different, uh, how many pairs of numbers, different pairs of numbers can you add to get to 12? Yeah. Okay, the kid might identify a pattern, which is a problem-solving strategy. You just go, 12, 0, 11, 1. You go, well, good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Then you go, okay, what about having three numbers? Uh, what about using addition, subtraction, and ending up at 12? Like all of a sudden, they go, oh, 
it's just this is never ending as a pet because yeah. you just open the whole thing up, yeah. and so it's uh, so it's, it's and, and a lot of times it is. It's just go okay. This is the answer I wanted. Okay, now do I, how do I turn that around? And I'll start with the answer. Um, Twelve is what the answer I wanted. Now, how many different ways can you make it? So, yeah. uh, but there uh, there are there are good resources out there and. Uh, um, Go go to my website and get links from there. But there's there's a uh, there's plenty of good people who have done many many good things for uh, open ended problems, really good warm ups. So uh, it's so all out there. The link to literacy is um, what you're doing through this is you're immediately getting the kids to think and problem solve. You know, uh, rather than oh well, I just need to get one answer here. Um, yeah. And in literacy, we do that too. We really get. We're trying to get Sharon. We're trying to get the kids really thinking about their reading or their writing. It's not just, you know, copying something that we want yeah. them to copy or, or whatever, or following yeah. a particular yeah. formula yeah. or struct. You know, in writing, yeah. you know, if we yeah. just you got want a reaction, one, you want an emotion. Mm. Yes. You know, it's, yeah. yeah, we want to. You know, you're drawing on, and and you're wanting them to be the the big link I'm um, making here too is how active we have our students Mm. during this time, you know, Mm. that it's, we need them most of the time. And we would say this, you know, with, you know, reading um, workshop, you know, reader's workshop or a writer's workshop. Once again, the mini lesson is a mini lesson. It isn't a maxi lesson. It is, you know, it's really, um, it's focused on, you know, we know what we're, um, you know, what we're, what's next here. Um, but we are allowing the readers to be reading for most of the time, the writers to be writing most of the time. And I think uh, particularly in reading, we can, you know, we know that we should be conferring with students, you know, during the readers and writers workshop. But I think mm-hmm. the one thing that you've really highlighted today and, you know, we, we'll talk about roving conferences in yep. a reader's yep. workshop, yes. yep. it doesn't have to be laborious. just mm. a one-on-one with a child each day. You know, I can no. get round to a lot of children as they're reading. I can be checking in with so many of them by roving. Yep. And so, you know, we want to, you know, when it's not about sit there for 20 minutes and read and I'll engage with one child in that time it really is about being on the move being with them being in there and being you know instructionally active with them you know being able to um, be there at points of need get them over that little hump into the next action and be responsive to what's going on so you know I think that's been a really big connection that um, we can make you know around that real you know that roving, roving, or what we might call roving conferences, are the quick conferences. They're important, just like with the writing. I can be in a writer's workshop. I can rove so readily. You know to just you know, but it's seeing the child in action, seeing them as the mm. mathematician or as mm. the problem solver or as the reader, as the writer, and not trying to respond to that after it's all over. I reckon the big, yeah. the big rich resources that you've got in numeracy, um, the big guns are like um, the problem open into problem solving, and the maths materials that you use. In literacy, we have 
fantastic children's literature. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so these are the kind of the tools that, um, yes, we have to uh, we have to have the we've got the uh, curriculum and yep. we've got the things we're teaching. Yep. But yes, it's the tools. Yep. That we, um, you know, there are effective tools. You know, it's really like you're talking about there is, you know, the effective lesson or there's the ineffective lesson. There's yeah. the effective yes. tools, there's the ineffective tools. Mm. You know, and we can, but I, I really love your term about keeping that momentum. It is easy for us to get into a trench and digging out of that trench. It's, it's hard. It's Once so you've hard. That, yeah, you look yeah. around your kids, and they're at, like if if they're if they're uh, foundation kids, they they just fall over out of yeah. boredom, like yes. like trees in a forest. Yeah. They just they just yeah. lean over to one side and they yeah. fall down. And a great <laughs> a great thing to do as a teacher is to uh, just reflect on. You know, it's okay to fail at things. You know, well things don't quite go quite the way you planned them, and you just reflect on that. And how can I do that tomorrow yeah. a, a much better way? Um, Especially early career teachers that are just starting off. Um, yeah, look, it's it's um, there's the, a, a lesson the bombs is when you put it on a on a true catastrophe scale where uh, you know where where COVID is up near the top or a flood or a drought or a fire, mm. um, you know, a, a lesson that doesn't go your way is very very low. It doesn't feel it at the time, but when you look at it with some perspective, it's yeah. it's very low, very low on the catastrophe scale. Just bounced back the other day. Yes. The kids aren't taking notes and running off to the principal. No. Uh, <laughs> well, maybe they are some places, but, uh, um, but um, so, uh, you know, it, all very... is not lost. Mm. Just as a bad no. lesson, okay, it didn't go well. I said, no worries, kids. I normally have an animal. Now that I trust myself more, I said, what, what happened? What went wrong? And the kids they say, oh, Mr. V, you did this, or did, you know, it was too hard for us. They go, yeah, all right, it was too Look, we'll, we'll, uh, mm-hmm. let's go on to do something else. So I've always got something up my sleeve and off we go. And they go, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> they, yeah, they're, yeah. they're just ready to move on. Yeah, teaching um, is so, very – they're very forgiving. Um, oh, uh, yes, oh, they are. The kids, yeah. how lucky yeah. are we to be involved yes. in the profession? Kids are fantastic. Yeah. And they're weird and sometimes they're awful and sometimes they're just so funny and sometimes they're just so sad. I mean, it's just, it's just they're just humans. Uh, um, small, smaller versions, but they're just so – they're so smart and they're uh, – yes. uh, yeah. they're so – they're there for they're there for you. Um, there's a real chance to, to to leave something with kids from every lesson you take. And if a lesson goes bad, well, you got tomorrow. They'll all be there again tomorrow, and uh, bounce back with them. You the know, it's, the uh, other connection I've made, Rob, is that um, you really believe in because um, I've heard you talk about it before. Um, the little ones at the prep, or we call them receptions here, but uh, or foundation. Um, being, uh, have potential to do some really big, strong learning. Uh, now, we also talked about that recently in literacy where, you know, you can do a read aloud that they, those kids can't actually read that book, but they, they they're get... Listening. They're, they're, they're listening oh, to these amazing ideas in this read aloud. Yes. And you're, you've got a similarity there in maths, haven't you, with... Um, you know? Yeah, I have high expectations, uh, really, with that's uh, uh, some of the inane, sorry, it's a bit rough, but some of the inane dribble that I see kids, reception kids uh, or foundation kids involved in, uh, just, it just makes me cry. It's just, it's uh, well, not literally, but I do get sad. Uh, but uh, um, it's, uh, it's just like, oh, my God, you're, you're kidding. Stop doing that. Um, these kids are so bright. I did it. It's uh, um I took a lesson it was a year before I think it and was uh uh, there must be some miscommunication, but the numeracy coordinator said, oh, Rob, can you take a lesson with these foundation kids on fractions? 
And so I, t- I um, said, no, no worries. So I went and see the teacher and she said, oh, fractions. And she looked really worried. And I'm going, oh, yeah, well, look, that's what I thought I was taking on. It was, you know, now it's, it's five to nine or something. It was too late to change it. And he said, oh, look, we'll see how we go. And so uh, um, so I started off with the kids. It was just my warm-up. And um, actually, I did the old tell me 10 things. I said, okay, tell me 10 things about half. And so I wrote the word half on the board. And the teacher was at the back of the room observing the session and she was just frantic waving her arms and I've gone oh my god what's happened you know is my fly undone or something but it was, uh, <laughs> uh, you know so I just said oh sorry something wrong and she goes uh, we haven't done half we haven't done half yet <laughs> and it was oh, oh okay and I said oh look let's see what they know anyway and so uh, I wrote the numbers one to ten on the board so tell me ten things you know about half nobody in the room is allowed to tell me more than one thing just stops a kid dominating and uh Look, they, we were still going after 10 things. Yes. They were still telling me yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, they included half as part of a whole. They included half as part of a collection. Kids were talking about half pass on the clock. Uh, mm. Some AFL kid was telling, saying it's had you have half time in the footy. Oh. Uh, some came out and drew a half and then coloured in, uh, drew a circle and coloured in half. And oh, they were just they were just rocking it. Yeah. And uh, so my point is that, just because you haven't taught it doesn't mean the kids don't know it. Like it's, no. they come to school smart as, yeah. and we dumb them down from 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 day one almost. You know, unless we're on the ball as a teacher. So yeah. that's just an illustration of of trust yourself to trust yes. kids yes. because you haven't taught it doesn't mean they don't know anything. Uh, or if you ask them to tell me 10 things about a half and they tell you two things, you go, okay, I need to, to, to really get some experiences going with these kids. They're obviously from a, a cohort or they're from an area where, where you know, a half is just not known to them, okay? Mm. So that's that's not a that's not a cause for panic. That just means, okay, all right, I know what to do with the lesson coming up. Uh, yeah, so you, you adapt. And and that's learning is so exciting. It's you know when we, can, you know, we... thanks for being asked to tell what you know. Yes. Like you know, for some teachers that's just such a foreign concept. You know, mm. no, it's all about me telling you what I know. No, yes. no, it isn't. Yeah. You keep that up your sleeve until you absolutely need it for a, an yeah. individual or a group or a whole grade. Yes. But most times, kids have a, a terrific wealth of knowledge. They just don't get asked. No, don't get asked, and and not. Um, haven't been given an opportunity to articulate what they know, you know, because if I can't, if I haven't been given a chance to articulate it, maybe it's not something that's important to know, (laughs) you know, that's what kids, you know, or someone's already given the answer, so it's not any point Mm. me saying anything now because, you know, they've already said it. So we My discovery's gone. Yes. So, you know, we really want to open the door don't we? You know, that's that's what the warm-up, the introduction mm. does, yep. whether it's in yes. numeracy, literacy. Open that door and let us, what do, we, what do we know? What have we just discovered? What did that person saying that make me think or work out? Mm. Or, yep. you know, it is far more about the interactions between us all, not like you're saying, you know, the, just the... Mm. The deliver, you know, yeah, the deliverance yeah. of whatever it is we have to yeah. say that day. We're learning you together know, as teacher. To, to, we are learning together, and yeah. and who's the smartest in the room is not. There is not one person who is the smartest in the room. You know, we are yeah. all, you know, we're all um, smart because 
we are engaging in the process of learning. And therefore, we yeah. all have an entry point. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yep, yep, and it's uh, that's uh, and it's giving kids the opportunity. And uh, yes. um, would they need to walk into a space if we just fill that space with our knowledge? They have they have nothing they have nothing to walk into. So uh, we need, yeah. need to leave them leave them some room, leave them some space, yes. and, and give them an opportunity. And if they don't take the opportunity, well, that's that that might be a gap you need to do some scaffolding, yeah. or yep. very rarely, hopefully, you might have to do some telling. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. But more often than not, it does open the opportunity for children to actually ask the question then. Yeah. You know, if yeah, they don't know. Yeah. So it's, so what is what, you know, as simple as like whatever question that is, as long as they can ask the question, then they're engaging in the learning. Mm-hmm. Even if the question is, I'm not sure what you have just asked me to think about there's a great question you know it's like so what did you hear what did you know you know it's you know it's not necessarily just telling them again maybe we've got another question to ask them yeah to let them do some more of that continually rather than closing everything off continually opening up their thinking and that's um you just get Try to get better and better at that as a teacher as you go along. You, you do, know. yeah, you do. It's uh, it's it's your silences, or it's sometimes it's if you like just have some silence, the kid goes, okay, that's a gap. I think he expects me to fill, and the kid's right. So I just, I just, I just so often I just wait. I'm just very patient to 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 for a chance for a kid to give a response. And uh, um, if the kid doesn't grab that opportunity, I just say, "Well, have you tried? Or what about? Or what? What do you already know?" And it's just uh, the, the last thing I want to do is tell. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 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 Last resort. Last resort. Yeah. Last resort. Yeah. It is the last resort. I'd rather yeah. you you found it out from somebody else other than me because I yeah. don't well, I, I don't mm. want you to think that I'm the one who's going to give you the knowledge because I just I, 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 I don't I can't sometimes I don't even have it myself you know who who has all the knowledge in the world uh, it's a different way we learn nowadays so the kids the kids have to um, become thinkers themselves and yeah and, yes. you, and you can't we get can't s- breed that independence if we keep telling them everything and you can't get this kind of thinking going necessarily through a scripted program Rob no, no, that's almost full circle. Well drawn, Phil. Uh, that's yeah, it. Is that's, that's how we started the conversation, yeah. Phil. It's it's yeah. you know, that's the, one of the huge, huge dangers. Or it's not even a danger. It's a, it's inherent in teaching from textbooks. Is you, you're you're killing curiosity. Yeah, um, yeah they uh, you know I, I think it's well known. They dumb you down as a teacher, and they dumb kids down. So uh, well, they were written uh, for a, a, by a person for another place and another time, and not in your classroom for your kids at that particular uh, time, you know. Uh, how, how can uh, it ever match what you're doing at, on that day? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, Rob, just uh, to wrap it up here, we um, with, when we have our special guests, we just ask some quick um, top-of-the-head questions um, and feel free to just answer them any way you'd like to. Like, here we go. Are you okay with that, Rob? <laughs> Was that the first question? Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> What was your favourite book as a child and why? Oh, jeez. The, the first one that came into my head then was mm-hmm. a book I had to read at, uh, at, at high school. It was called Darkness at Noon, Arthur 
Koisler or somebody. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, and it was, I actually read it after I finished my schooling. I thought, oh, that was cool. And then I read it again a couple of years later, and then I read it again. So I don't know why, but it was it was a very good book. But uh, um, yes. that's just, the one. So there you, there go. you go. That's the one that's stuck in your mind. <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect that question. And no, that was no. the first one that jumped in my yeah. head. So no, that's fine. Darkness that's fine. of yeah. Bloody Noon. Well, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we'll all go out to buy it now. Um, <laughs> What's or your... maybe it's not my holiday reading. <laughs> Who no. wants darkness at noon? <laughs> well, it sounds like an eclipse. Um, <laughs> what's prison drama? <laughs> what's your uh, most interesting school story? <sighs> you've got you've got a lot. I know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it's hard to get the one that's. Uh... It's hard. To, it's hard to narrow yeah. it down. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. What was a, a recent? I was teaching a <laughs> very, very tough school in Melbourne, and uh, <laughs> a girl in grade one. I actually sort of know her because I, I do, do a lot of work at this school, and uh, I could tell her her first name. Her first name is Willow, and <laughs> I, I hadn't even started. I reckon I said three words, and she's gone, "Oh my god, this is so mm, effing uh, boring." <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Jeez, will I give me a break? Well, he said good morning. <laughs> Cut you off in your prime. <laughs> Cut me off my prime. Oh, oh they Come can be away. they can be brutal. They can be brutal. <laughs> I, I remember I went into a reception or prep class, you know, many years ago, and I got had this lovely picture book, and I said, "Now, would you all like to hear a story?" And they said, "Nah." <laughs> collectively, so, collectively, I, I had. Where do you go from there when they just say no? Yeah. Okay, let's uh, don't let's ask that question in. again. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sure you uh, uh, pulled that lesson back for Willow. Oh, it was just a, a lucky I knew her, and she's a pretty special girl. She got some issues, obviously, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yes, yes, I did. But the thing is, she's as bright as a button. So, uh, mm. uh, so sometimes she actually was bored uh, in in her classroom. But yeah. uh, so, yeah. no, no, I, I got on the right side. I swear, <laughs> three, I said three words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> obviously, they didn't appeal to her the three words. No, but... no. no the oh. wrong three. Yeah. Yeah, they must have been. Question three, how do you think you learnt to read? At school, home? Oh, look, I... Special special person? No, at at home, uh, but I don't know, I can't remember how, why, how I accumulated Mm. the ability to read, Um, but but I I know that... that, uh, Mum took the time to to read uh, to read to me. I had two older brothers, but they were, and they did they did the same. And uh, I still think uh, whenever I do a maths night for parents, I just when I leave them with some tips, I said tip number one: read to your kids. Not only is it great for their literacy, it's just great for them as human beings. Yes. So I'm sure that's, that's how I accumulated yeah. it. That's just read yeah. to your kids. Uh, gives you a love of books, then you're interested yes. in how they how they work, and oh, they, they're made up of words, and well, how do these words work? And, uh, and all of a sudden, you're on your way. So yeah. no, I can't remember a, a, a thing, but uh, um, but oh. I, I I know I went into school already knowing about books. Yes. Yeah. 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 And and so interestingly, there are so many people who. Good readers don't remember the process. They just no, know that. No, I've got no idea. That, yeah. So and that's just the wonder, isn't it, yes. of it as a yeah. process. That yeah. and, and yet sometimes we seem to try and 
nail it as a process, <laughs> process. for every child yeah. 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 because yeah. this is yeah. what's going to work and yet, wow. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. overthinkers of it yes. sometimes. It's, uh, yes, yeah. aren't it's, we? Uh, so yeah. back to that, you know, trust. We have to mm. trust ourselves as teachers to trust the children. You know, yep. that yep. is, I think, or trust our learners. You know, I think mm. that's the such a big takeaway for that you know the whole no you know for for teaching and for learning yep trust the yep. Te- you know trust ourselves as trust yourself to trust, trust your the learners yeah. 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 Two, yeah two to go best question you love to ask students how'd you do that mm. oh yeah fabulous yep. yep how'd you do that yep fantastic you don't sound really excited, Phil. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say like another one, Phil. <laughs> yeah, got another answer? No, no. no that was... What the hell is that all about? <laughs> Last question. Which also works well. Y- yes. Uh, best tip for thriving in teaching maths? Best tip for thriving in teaching maths. Don't get oh, into that I, trench. Yeah, <laughs> well, don't trust yourself. Trust mm. your kids. Yeah. Don't oh, yeah. talk. Yeah. Don't talk too much. A lot of uh, teachers, particularly primary, are uh, uh, not confident in, in maths. I know I wasn't. Uh, and and you know what you do when you're not confident? <laughs> you talk. Yeah. You talk to fill mm. the gap in your own knowledge, and you end up talking too much, and you just dig the hole. Mm. So it's uh, um, so it, it's uh, <laughs> hand it over to the kids as quick as you can would be my advice yeah. sometimes. Because yeah. you're the first one to say that you didn't uh, enjoy maths, and uh, you no. never mm. foresaw no. yourself getting into being a maths no. consultant, did you? No. No, 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 no. There'd be many, many a teacher that that's 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 been unfortunate enough to have have had me as a student would be just shaking their heads, going, "This dude is doing is a maths consultant." But yeah, so it's a and it just just shows. In some ways, it's hard to you know you've been taught this um, uh, way of uh, teaching. Oh, you've been taught this way of maths um, at the schools as a learner, as a learner, Mm. and then you've become a teacher and you're wanting to. Change to a more open-ended, problem-solving way. It's a, it's a, a di- sometimes a difficult jump for teachers, isn't it, Rob? It is. It is. It's a, and look, ninety-five percent of of maths fill is is just as is uh is confidence and attitude. It's it's um it's really it, it's uh we all we are all capable of being good mathematicians. Uh, some are capable of, of being great mathematicians. That's not me, but I, I realise I'm capable of being a, a good mathematical thinker, mm. and I always was. And uh, but the teaching that happened to me, oh, look, sounds so easy to blame it on the teachers, but I was just a bit unlucky. I think I, you know I had a run of teachers that uh, might have been good in an area, or they just weren't good at anything. But um, but uh, that uh, and so I, I never got an interest or a liking or an affinity with maths, and uh, uh, so no surprises. I had no uh, very poor confidence or very poor attitude to it, and low confidence about it. Uh, so it, it took me to become a teacher and just realise, hold on, I actually do know some of this stuff. There's got to be a better way of doing it. And you start the question, you experiment, you try, and you uh, gauge your kids' reactions. You go, actually, this is working. And uh, that didn't happen overnight, but all of a sudden they go, hey, I'm okay at maths, uh, and I'm and I'm okay at teaching it. And uh, that's. Uh, and now there's things you can do with professional development and the right resources, and you can kick that on. That took me years to reach that point. And, yeah. um, 
so they, I'm in the business now trying to not have that take a teacher uh, years to, to get to that point where they're going, hey, I'm okay at maths and you know what? I'm a good teacher of it. And enjoying the teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, because really, that came with it. Yes. Oh, that came yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there's nothing like um, when you go into a school, you uh, love to actually teach a classroom and uh, be there with the teacher and show them how part of the lesson or even the whole lesson goes. Uh, you yeah. find that a valuable way of um, really getting um, change. Teachers seeing the te- yeah, seeing I, how I think. Works. Yeah, I think the the good the right combination is that, uh, and it doesn't always have to be in this order, but that you, that you do a, a PD day with with staff and just say, you know, this is what I think good maths is all about, and you know, just a swag of activities, and they get a sense of it, and then they see it uh, either the next day or not long after with their own kids, mm. and you go, that stuff he was talking about, I just saw that, and I saw the way uh, that 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 Michael and Angelina reacted, man. That that works, yeah. and uh, yeah, sometimes you have to see it with your own kids to go. Yep, yeah, that 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 works. I'm yeah. going to try it. Yeah. yeah, and fair enough. You know, I think uh, as humans, we have the right to be, uh, um, uh, if not sceptical, that you, that you sort of go, okay, I, it sounds good, but I don't know if it'll work with my kids. That's that's us. That's who we are as teachers and as, as humans. Yeah. So mm. when they see it with their own kids, well, that's proof. That's yeah. there. Yeah. I'm going to try that. Yeah, and sometimes we as teachers, you know, in our own learning, find ourselves in the trench of lost momentum. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, we've all been there. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so when, um, you know, we can engage in professional learning that can really help us see and do, you know, do the mm. doing, do the learning, just like, you know, we've been talking about today, then I think then that really, you know, we need those models for learning mm. to help, you know, to help us get into the doing. Otherwise, if we're just reading about it or being told about it, because lots of professional learning can be someone just speaking to us. <laughs> you know, so it's that same thing. You know, we can we can find ourselves as adult learners in that trench. So we like to... Yeah. We, Very much so, Sharon. Just like you'd like to, Rob, um, actually show the lessons... Um, we do that with literacy as well. Um, so it's just so much, so valuable for them to actually see the teaching in action. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Always will be. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Rob, there's three things that I um, talk a lot about when I'm working with teachers and, you know, that, are, that I say are important for learners and that's self-motivation, self-direction and self-regulation. Mm-hmm. And... Everything you've talked about today has helped us, you know, because teachers will often say to me, you know, well, you know, I'd love my students to be self-motivated, self-regulated, self-directed. How do we get there? And this effective structure, lesson structure mm. and learning yep. structure, yep. as we talk with a reader's workshop, writer's workshop, that's what helps kids get there because they are doing it for themselves. Yep, that's it's what sets the whole thing up. Right. So if you have that, if you have that structure and that model and that workshop model uh, right, and you overlay the trench of lost momentum over that, uh, you, you're well on your way. Yes. You're well, you're well on your way. Yeah, yeah. All right, Rob, uh, we might wrap it up there today, and uh, thank you so much for being with us. Um, it's just been so valuable, and we really got down to the nuts and bolts of some tools and techniques and tips for teaching, which is fantastic. In my pleasure. Mostly in yep. numeracy, but a little bit of matching up with literacy as well. 
Yeah, um, well, no, I think it's they're, about yeah, learning. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, that that uh, as we mentioned that uh, that workshop model or that model that instructional model can be effective no matter what you're doing in a in a school. Yeah. yeah. And thank you everyone for joining us today uh, from yes. um, all over the world, um, mostly in Australia. Um, if you want to contact us uh, through our Q Learning website or Rob through his uh, website, Rob Vinghoots, um, we'd love to hear from you and any questions you have. Uh, subscribe to our weekly newsletter um, or listen to this podcast on your favourite platform. Um, thank you very much today, Sharon, the co-host. Oh, my pleasure, as always. <laughs> and thank you very much, Rob. We are... Thank you, thank you, yes. Sharon. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, thank you so much, Rob. You know, we it's it's great to have the the insights of um, you know those who have worked through. <laughs> you know, none of us are sitting here, you know, saying, "Oh, well, you know, we've always been like this." You know, this is this is the learning. <laughs> no, it's been... no theory. It's no theory. It's it's, uh, uh, it's learned from practice. That's yep. right. And so, um, you know, and we in our um, jobs you know love that we can share that with with the profession so we really appreciate what you've brought to um the discussions about learning that we are offering through the podcast and um hope that you know people here in south australia there's many who have caught up with you um Mm -hmm. and of course the victorians i know you work um hobart so you're working down in tasmania Yes. Um, you work in oh ca- the ACT. Yeah, yeah off to Canberra. Heading, yes, yes. Yep, heading yep. that way. So um, great to um, you know really back the work that you're doing for the profession, and you know hope that lots of teachers, you know lots of listeners make those connections and know that they've got places to go for further. Support. Information and mm. support around those things. Yeah. So th- thanks so much, Rob. Thank, thank you. No, for you're e- welcome. Thank you for all you're doing for teachers and for the profession. Thanks, yes. Rob. Yeah. Thank, thank you, Phil and Sharon. Appreciate it. So thank, thanks for the invitation. Oh, and a pleasure. I'm okay. sure we'll. I'm sure we'll hear from you again. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <Right> yeah. <laughs> Signing well, off now. You. Okay. Yeah. And goodbye, listeners. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the podcast. To make sure you don't miss any literacy learning tips and insights, please subscribe to our show on your favourite podcast player. At Q Learning, our literacy specialists draw on over 30 years of teaching and international consulting experience to deliver world-class learning solutions. We equip, empower and support teachers to become their authentic selves. To find out about upcoming webinars and about how Q can help you and your school, visit qlearning.com.au. And you can get even more amazing teaching resources right now at teachific.com.au. Stay tuned.